Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now for Friday, October 9th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of Today's Dentistry. 27 years ago, almost to the day, I called Today's Dentistry and made my first appointment with Dr. Mike O'Neill. That was a big day for me. Today can be a big day for you. You can take control of your dental health today. Call 317-849-2933 to make your appointment. Uh, The Colts, it's a big weekend for the Colts. They're going to go up to Cleveland. They're going to try to kick the Browns' ass. I got 10 reasons why I believe that they're going to be able to do it and exit Cleveland with a 4-1 record with two games ahead of them against the Bengals and then the Lions. If you're 4-1 after this weekend, you're looking straight down a path to 6-1, and and from 6-1, and making the playoffs ought to be a fait accompli for this team. So this weekend, really, really important for the Colts. Here are 10 reasons I feel great about their potential for winning this game and covering the minus one and a half that the Colts are giving to the Browns if you're a sports investor. All right, number 10, Miles Garrett is not enough to get to Phillip Rivers and change this game. The Colts are coming off a game in Chicago where they went up against uh, Akeem Hicks, and Robert Quinn, and Khalil Mack, and everybody said, oh my God, the monsters of the Midway are back, and they're going to crucify Philip Rivers. They're going to hurry him up, and he's going to throw it to the Bears, and it's going to be a, a, a terrible, terrible day for Rivers and the Colts. What was it? Rivers was clean all day Sunday. Uh, Khalil Mack almost had an interception on a tipped pass, but he didn't. The Colts, they won 19-11. to Miles Garrett is going to face that same offensive line if Anthony Costanzo plays, and if Costanzo plays, Mack is going to have a very difficult time getting to Phillip Rivers. Number nine, Mo Ali Cox is the top-rated tight end in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. I don't know whether that's a big reason that the Colts are going to win this game, but it bears mention, because who saw this coming? This is the third-string guy. Right, you thought Jack Doyle, Trey Burton, and then Mo Ali Cox. Mo's a nice guy. He played some uh, uh, college basketball at, at VCU and a good dude. Huge hands. We kind of like Mo Ali Cox, but is he ever going to develop? Well, according to Pro Football Focus, over the first quadrant of this season, he has developed and developed quickly. Mo Ali Cox is a guy who needs to be schemed against by that Browns defense that isn't altogether too good. Number eight, no lost fumbles for the Colts. Through four games, no lost fumbles. They've had one fumble. Phillip Rivers put it on the ground against the Vikings, but Braden Smith fell on it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, we thought at the beginning of the season, what people said is, ooh, he puts the ball on the floor. He did that at Wisconsin. My God, you're going to have a tough time holding on to the ball. Not so much. Everybody's held on to the ball. The Colts are not. And here's how you wind up being three and one with Phillip Rivers at quarterback. You, you, you suffer no self-inflicted wounds. That is critical. You cannot beat yourself if you're going to have Philip Rivers under center because Philip Rivers isn't good enough, sadly, isn't dynamic enough, we'll put it that way, to lift you in the fourth quarter over a team who's beaten you. Andrew Locke was that good. Russell Wilson is that good. Patrick Mahomes is that good. Philip Rivers is not that dynamic And because of that, you have got to play very, very clean football if you're going to win games in the NFL. Let's go straight to number seven. Number seven, uh, quarterback is a big factor in wins, like we said. But that won't be the case for Baker Mayfield with the Browns. 
Because Baker Mayfield, think of Baker Mayfield this way. He is a slightly less accurate, shorter quarterback than Phillip Rivers. He is not going to win you games. That's not who he is. He's not that fleet of foot. He's not going to dance around and get you get your first downs. He's not that guy. He's got to be clean in the pocket. If you rush him, if you blitz him and get pressure on, on Baker Mayfield, he's going to do screwy things with the football. Phillip Rivers, conversely, Phillip Rivers under pressure at, when blitzed is really, really good. He completes a bunch of passes, and he's got a passer rating of 124.5 when blitzed and in uh, Baker Mayfield is not good when pressured and when blitzed. You can scheme him and get him to do weird things with the football. I'm never a big fan of quarterbacks who get after uh, the marketing dollar before they earn it, and that's Baker Mayfield. Go win something, all right, before you start showing up on soup cans. Baker Mayfield, he's priming the pump. He He's getting wealthy based upon his marketability prior to actually doing anything in the NFL. I don't like it. Number six, Rigoberto Sanchez is better than Jamie Gillen. All right? It, it, football rarely comes down to putters, but I'm telling you, it, it, what Frank Reich says it, is so true about hidden yardage. And we're going to talk about that. Why don't we just go ahead and talk about that? Look, um, Gillen has allowed nine punts to be returned for 81 yards. Sanchez has allowed three punts to be returned for a total of 18 yards. The difference there, that's 63 yards. And 63 yards over four games, that's 15 yards per game of hidden yardage that neither the offense takes nor the defense gives. That hidden yardage is a big deal, and here's why. The Indianapolis Colts, one of the reasons that they're 3-1 and one on the season and that they're going to go to 4-1, and one, is their field position advantage. When they start drives, they start drives 12 yards in front of where their opponent's average drive starts. For the Browns, that difference is just three yards. That is a nine-yard differential for every drive. You, you kind of prorate that over the course of a season or even one game. And there's a substantial difference in, in the way these two teams go about their business and either punt or kick field goals. The difference between a punt and a field goal is the difference between being on the 33, on the opponent's 33, as opposed to the opponent's 40 or 42. That's the difference. Sometimes that nine-yard difference manifests itself in three points. That is a big deal, and it's going to be a big deal this game because it's going to be a tight game. This isn't going to be some like 41-3 to washout uh, Colts over the Browns. I think this thing winds up being like 23-15, 23-16, something along those lines. And, and that kind of a game is going to be won as the game for the Colts in Chicago is won because of not just your field goal kicker who puts it through the uprights and over the crossbar, but because of the offense and the defense that put the ball in the position for, for Roberto Blankenship, El Lego, to kick it instead of Sanchez to pin the opponent inside the 20. The difference between those things, those three-point differentials, are absolutely huge for teams in the NFL, and they're going to be huge this Sunday. Uh, number four, the Colts' uh, pass protection is stellar. 
All right, I mentioned it before. When when he's blitzed, when Philip Rivers is blitzed, he completes 74% of his passes for a passer rating of 124.5. Go ahead and blitz him. You don't want to blitz him? Don't blitz him. You're not going to sack him. You send four, you're not going to get to him. You send five or six, you're probably not going to get to him, and receivers are going to be open. The way the Colts attack offensively is very, very similar to the way they defend. What the Colts do defensively, they need four to get pressure. If they can have four get pressure, then they've got seven in coverage, and they're going to go get the football. For the Colts offensively, what they try to do is make you blitz and open up seams within the defense that Phillip Rivers and the receivers can take advantage of. That's the inner game of football. That's the way the Colts play it. And that is one of the reasons that on Sunday, the Colts are going to win this football game. Number three, uh, Julian Blackman and DeForest Buckner have been terrific. That defense had two glaring holes coming out of 2019. One, they didn't have a free safety who could go get the football. Malik Hooker just has not proven to be that guy. The interception against Rivers in the opener last year against the Chargers, that was great. But we didn't see what Malik Hooker was thought to be when he was drafted in the first round out of Ohio State. He just wasn't. Hooker tears his Achilles. All of a sudden, Julian Blackman is miraculously healed from that torn ACL that was surgically repaired when he was at Utah. He comes out of the field. He had three passes defensed last week, and he had an interception. He changed the game. DeForest Buckner is a game wrecker at defensive tackle at that three technique so that Houston and Autry and others can also get to the quarterback. Those two guys have really made this thing sync together in a way that the Browns are going to find most unpleasant on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Number two, Nick Chubb is down for the Browns. Now, uh, the reason Nick Chubb has a whole lot of yards, he's number three in the NFL in yards, despite the fact that he didn't play at all in the second half last week. He's got the MCL deal that's going to keep him out for five to eight weeks. All right. The reason why he's number three, the number one reason is the Cleveland defense or offensive line. The second reason is because he's really good at the next level. He has had six runs of 20 plus yards. That's a lot. When you're that dynamic, you're, you become an ambient player. That's what Rick Venturi calls these guys, ambient players, because defensive coordinators need to take an ambient to get to sleep the night you're going to play that guy in a game. That's Nick Chubb. Without Nick Chubb, no ambient guy in the offensive backfield. He might be able to get three, four, five yards, but he's not going to be that effective at the next level, at least not as effective as Nick Chubb has been. And because of that, you get to scheme a little bit differently, and and the dynamism of that Browns offense changes radically without Nick Chubb in the game. And number one, the number one reason that the Colts are going to win on Sunday is that Phillip Rivers is throwing to Colts and only Colts. Over the last three games, one interception, that was against the Vikings. The Colts won that game. The last two games, zero. Goose egg for interceptions. And, and Phillip Rivers is a guy who, when he doesn't throw it to the other guys, you're going to win games. He needs to be not mistake-free, but when he throws two interceptions, we've talked about this before. Phillip Rivers throws two interceptions last year for the Chargers. They're 0-6. When he threw one pick or no picks, the Chargers, they were 5-5. Five and five. 
Phillip Rivers throwing the ball to your receivers and your receivers only is the way you win football games with Phillip Rivers as your quarterback. And that has happened for the last three weeks. I think it's going to happen again this week. The secondary for the Browns has not been very good. You look at what the Cowboys did to them last week. Now, the Cowboys' defense was awful, and and they just weren't tough enough to compete with the Cleveland Browns. But the Browns' defense allowed the Cowboys to score a lot of points. I don't think the Colts, I don't think the Colts want to score 38 points. All right. And, and the Browns, I think, have allowed every offense that they played against to score 30 or more against them. The Colts don't want that. The, the Colts want this game to be in the low 20s or in the teens. They want to control the football late in the game. They're not looking to score immediately. What they're looking to do and what they look to do against the Bears is hold on to the ball for seven or eight minutes in the fourth quarter, and they did. And by doing that, you know what? They took all hope from the Chicago Bears. They put it on the foot of the Chicago Bears kicker uh, in uh, allowing the Bears to recover an onside kick that just didn't come to be. The Colts would be very, very comfortable winning another game 19-11 to 11 or 23-16, to 16, something along those lines. The over-under is 47. I like the under. I like the Colts covering the one and a half. I've given you all the reasons. I cannot wait for this game to kick off because I enjoy beating the hell out of the Browns. There is no fan base more deranged than that of the Cleveland Browns. They are completely insane. They haven't gone to the playoffs in a generation, and still the fans bleed brown, I guess. That sounds disgusting, doesn't it? But they do. You know what else is brown? That's what the Browns are going to be on Sunday. The Colts are going to beat the Browns. I think it's going to be 23 to 16 or 17, and that's going to be it. It's going to be the under. It's going to be the Colts by one and a half, and I cannot wait to see it happen uh, at 425 on Sunday afternoon. I got to tell you the truth. I'm tired of not playing out at one o'clock. I like the early games. The early games make life easy. All right, go Colts, beat the Browns, then beat the Bengals, then beat the Lions, and then things get tough in the month of November. But let's enjoy this while we can. Should we? Yes, we should.